AIC Stories Podcast presents All right, welcome back to the AIC Stories Podcast, the audio archive of storytelling goodness. Today we're taking a look beyond the stream as we work our way through the Netflix series Archive 81. Today we're going to be talking about episode one called Mystery Signals. And there will be spoilers on the series up to that episode, so if you haven't watched it yet, you've been warned. But first, I'd like to remind you that if you are so inclined and able, if you'd like to help financially support the show, you can buy me a coffee or a book and help support the podcast over at buymeacoffee.com slash AICstories. Or just simply visit AICstories.com and you'll find all the links right there. Your support there goes directly into the continued production of AIC Stories, the growth of this amazing audio archive, and, frankly, the continued growth of our amazing little community. Okay, enough of that. Let's look beyond the stream at the Netflix series Archive 81, episode number one, called Mystery Signals. This entry into the audio vault is beyond the stream number two, Archive 81, episode one, Mystery Signals. All right, so this is the Beyond the Stream series of Archive 81, the Netflix series. We're looking at episode one of the first season, which it looks like there's only going to be one season. The episode is titled Mystery Signals. And Justin, you're with me here. Do you have any initial thoughts before I do a very quick recap on this thing? My initial thought was... I had no idea what this series was. <laughs> I, I was waiting to watch it because you had mentioned before that you were going to do a watch along thing. Right. I was like, I'm going to wait to watch it until Dave does this. So, yeah. like, I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't watch anything when I started watching the first episode. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into, but nice. I enjoyed it. So awesome. Awesome. Well, with this series, like I said, we don't want to get too much into like a scene by scene recap. So, we're going to give you just a very very brief uh, kind of recap of this episode. Being the first episode of the series, obviously it's it's the episode where we're going to get just a lot of character introductions and, and setup for what to expect. Now, few main characters. We meet our main character, Danny, who is a, what would you say, a film restoration specialist, I guess, something like that. And in, in an old movie buff, he, he's very into it. Like, that's his passion. And he is hired by this very shady company called LMG um, and a guy named Virgil to restore an archive of videotapes that were damaged in a very bad fire, uh, which is the subject of those videotapes. And the creator is our second main character being Melody Pendris. She is a woman who was a, do you remember, was she a, a grad student or? I want to say, I, I don't remember like at what level of college she would be at. She was doing a thesis. Yeah. Is yeah. that a grad student thing? Might be. Yeah. So she was higher up doing some kind of thesis dissertation type thing. Yeah. Uh, doing an oral history of the Visser building, which is this mysterious old apartment building that was built on the site of a mansion that had burned down by the same name, the Visser mansion many, many years prior to that. And she goes in and is videotaping herself kind of, uh, 
vlogger style only way before that was a thing because she's back in what was it like the 90s somewhere yeah i want to say 94 is sticking in my mind but i don't know if that's correct somewhere in there and so she's she's doing this and uh that's where we meet our main characters now um through that process we see some things unfold and you guys watch the episode so we're not going to spend a long time on that here what we want to do is just talk about what are our big takeaways so the idea being let's find three things that each that that we that stood out to us in this episode so why don't you justin go first um let me know what your first takeaway was on this uh this episode my first one that i noted i forgot to start jotting any takeaways down because i wanted to do it as i was watching <laughs> right but the first one like after i finished watching it the first thing i wrote down is that i knew that somehow like the fire at his his family's house and the mm-hmm. fire at this place had to be connected like it just mm. seemed like to to put that in the first episode where he like his family all disappeared in a fire and now there's this other fire that he's working around right it's like these things have to be linked somehow i don't know exactly how it's going to work out but I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. And I think this is a case where the pod listening to the podcast that this is based on um, kind of tainted my, my view of it a little bit, because if I recall, that's not part of the, um, the story in the podcast, his, his parents or any of that. They, I don't think they really get into it too much. So I don't know why, but I kind of have blinders on, but that's a, that's an interesting take. It, it makes so much sense when you think back on the episode, but I, I didn't even consider it in the moment. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I think for me, the first thing I, I noticed and, and jotted down is I really like how they build up Danny's passion for old film and, and restoring them to their, you know, kind of watchable state. Um, mainly because I like how for him, it's not just that he's, you know, super into this kind of weird nerdy thing. It's that in his mind, it's a way for him to give the owners back a piece of their past. Maybe it's a loved one or whatever it might be. And, you know, as we find out through the course of things, why that is, you know, with the fire and his family and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays a much bigger role as we find out about his history. But I thought that was really, really a cool direction that they gave him because, like I said, I don't want to reference too much, you know, direct comparison of the podcast to the show. But that's that's a side of Danny's character that we don't get a lot of in the podcast. So I was really enjoying the way they built him up and, and kind of introduced us to what drives him. So what do you have for your second thought? Well, I had something very similar to that um, for one of my thoughts, because I thought it was cool and maybe it's just me liking to see this kind of stuff in TV Mm -hmm. shows, but actually him, like you can see how meticulous he is at breaking down, like carefully taking apart the cassette tapes. Yeah. And like getting them wound back up and cleaning them, like actually running them through like the tweezer things that he had with like the <laughs> cotton pads on them, right? Just right. to carefully clean and um, show how much care he puts into getting that back for those reasons, like to be able to give people back things that he's not able to get now with his family being gone. So, yeah, so surprisingly for this series, I mean, I went into it knowing it's going to be a dark series, there's a lot of uh emotional weight right off the bat with that character i thought so it was very cool how they did that yeah it just because especially when he's talking to his one friend that runs that other yeah like mark podcast. i think is his name yeah okay yeah i could not remember his name for the life of me um like they hint at there's some sort of 
mental breakdown or something in yeah. Danny's past. But well, you, like, they don't they don't really get into what happened until no. later in the episode. They kind of give you more about it. Well, and they don't mention either. They keep mentioning some woman's name, and I can't remember. Was it Jill or something like that? Yeah. Um, they reference this woman. I'm, I'm assuming it's a breakup, but we haven't really seen too much of that yet either. And I don't know how that all fits in. But mm-hmm. how how cool is that scene when they're doing their their audio drama podcast live and seeing them do the effects as a podcaster? I was like, <laughs> that was cool. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was cool too because it's like the tricks they use in old radio shows like right. they're just doing that same thing in like a modern podcast so right it made cool. me feel like up here in the in, in the uh, the northwoods i need to you know step up my game and start introducing some <laughs> <laughs> practical effects but i don't know if i have time for that <laughs> um my number two in this episode um i really enjoyed how they this is kind of a filming aspect but i really enjoyed how they blended that vintage vhs feel with the very clean modern feel of the present day and i I think it it did such a nice job to help mix the two story arcs you know that of melody and danny and make them feel like they're happening at the same time but yet keeping a pretty clear distinction without overdoing it to the point where you know I, i think if they would have done it where it was all from you know vhs footage everything of her was like that that would have got old real quick, I think. But the way they would kind of step back from behind her camera then and let you see into the room with her in the clean storytelling, you know, visual storytelling way, I thought yeah. it was really cool how they blended that. Yeah, there were a couple of shots where it was pretty, like, seamless. Like, yeah. Because they show, like, what you're seeing as you're watching the show is, mm-hmm. like, the TV screen. So you can see right. all the scan lines and stuff of the VHS. Yeah. But then, like, it just slowly kind of zooms in on the TV screen and just kind of seamlessly kind of zooms back out. And suddenly it's, right. like, the, the screen you were seeing is now the screen of the camcorder she's holding back in time. So it Exactly. Like, it was, like, a, there were a couple of those. And it was like, well, that, that, was, that was slick. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I, I'm a little bit of a... Uh, geek for the the visual side of things and i thought this thing looked good um from what we've seen so far in this first episode but yeah that Mm -hmm. was my my second takeaway there uh maybe a small detail but it's it's something that stood out for me so what do you are we on number three for you now yeah okay what do you have my my third one and you had mentioned um before to kind of think about a prediction maybe for future so this yeah yeah kind of ties in and i think it's already kind of started to reveal itself too in this episode but perfect Earlier on, when he's talking to Mark um, in that conversation, Mark says something about, oh, you're, you don't believe in all this paranormal stuff or whatever. And mm-hmm. as soon as he said that, my thought was like, okay, that's probably exactly what's going to be, be happening here is some sort of weird paranormal thing. Right. And then later on, he starts reviewing the tapes and it's like that weird, like alien creature head right. thing in the scan lines. And it, like that, like that scene was like creepy. Like, yeah. I, I did not choose the best time to watch this episode, like sitting in my dark basement all by myself, like at midnight. But when it got to that, like, I was like, I think I'm going to turn another light on down here. Um, but like that started happening. I was like, Hey, I'm justified in thinking what I thought earlier about the right. paranormal stuff. So I'm kind of curious to see how deep that goes. Like if mm-hmm. that's going to be like this whole building is like all yeah, paranormal shenanigans. So yeah. And the thing, we didn't even mention it, I guess this would be kind of a a bonus takeaway, I guess, but I loved how they they used the sound, especially like in those parts you're talking about where that face is revealed. Oh, yeah. And you're hearing like this 
in the static, you're hearing these voices just slowly come to the forefront. You're hearing that crazy music that that one lady in the apartment creates that physically affects her and knocks her down on the ground. Yeah. They, they use sound really interestingly. Even there's another scene, Melody's uh, woken up that first night she's trying to sleep and it's like coming from her heater or something, but it's this horrible sound that's really, it's really subtle actually, but it's just ominous. And, and the way they're playing with the sound on it, I think is kind of a, a nice nod to its origins with an audio origin, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the podcast form. And I, I thought that was very cool. And yeah, the, the, the paranormal side, the supernatural side definitely is, is in effect, I think, as we see it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, you mentioned the, when she wakes up and hears that sound yeah, um, coming out of her heater or whatever that was, mm-hmm. did, did you recognize that as the song that she plays that the composer lady plays? I didn't. And no, then, like, I, I it, don't think so. It kind of clicked eventually just how, things were playing out but i didn't right. recognize it as that so i thought maybe i missed something but okay, no I'm glad to i, hear you I didn't, didn't yeah i didn't either when they played the the audio of that composer it it was similar but not the same um i i, I took it to be like kind of a i don't know i read a lot of horror and maybe i'm just reading into it too much <laughs> but I, I took it to be kind of like this is the building you know speaking okay. you know like like saying or, or reaching out or threatening or whatever you want to say sure. um but it, i don't know where that neighbor was supposed to be living in in response or in relation to her apartment either so if it was below or something you know in the in the vicinity that it very well could have been something she was hearing from that neighbor also but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it was that whole well, the- scene is weird yeah yeah, well, like almost every scene after the first like <laughs> half of the episode is kind of weird. Right. I, 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 I loved how he's buying like bootleg tapes on the street to start this thing. They're they're like the old scratched out VHS tapes that people have recorded like ten mm-hmm. different times over. He has no idea what's on them, but he just he buys them because he's just he's on the hunt for something, you know, finding yeah, that gem. Gonna find something good. Yeah, that was cool, Which, I thought. Like, yeah, like it was so weird like how that clicked like i was like well i guess <laughs> yeah. if you're doing like the, the people watch storage wars all the time you know yeah. when people are buying these storage units i guess they gotta do something with these tapes i yeah. guess it kind of is weird to me that someone would collect them just to see what's on them but right. I mean, hey it's better than just going to a dump i guess <laughs> uh, yeah exactly well my uh my final takeaway or final thought uh that i had was how about that ending with that slow pan out revealing danny being watched He's kind of freaking out because he sees his dad on on Melody's video yeah. showing up, um, which I, I think, um, you know, the tie where, where he's talking about his old dog being the same dog, all this stuff. Um, it, it starts to make you wonder, like, what exactly is going on? But that that ending where we get a sense that Virgil has seemed kind of shady since the get go. Oh, he, yeah. 100%. He, yeah. He knows too much. <laughs> And he's he's got that used car salesman vibe, and then we see him here, and it's it's very evident like he is monitoring everything. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, I thought, okay, that it, it was it was a hard place to want to hit stop and not watch that next oh, <laughs> next yeah. episode. Like it w- it was very hard to not click like the next episode thing. I'm glad I didn't right. have autoplay on because I might have been like, oops, it accidentally autoplay. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
It, it's, but no, it's, I, I said I'd wait, so I'll wait to watch the next one. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's it's going to be a challenge. I'm going to warn you. We did this once with um, way back when I was on Digital Soup with the guys. We did it for I think it was the second or third season of Stranger Things, and we watched it one week at a time and recorded a, a little mini review of it. And it was hard, you know, taking your time going through the series because we're not used yeah. to that. We're used to just binging, but. <laughs> You know, we're going to do something where listeners aren't going to get to do it. We're going to watch this as quickly as we can and record these as quickly as we can. So we don't have to wait too long. But when they come out, they're only going to be released about one a week. So people are going to have to wait to see what we think about them. So it should be fun. But um, with that, I know you said your prediction um, was the, oh, shoot. What was it again? It was the uh, Uh, paranormal stuff is going to be paranormal. Yeah. They like foreshadowed that with I, the character building part yeah. of it. And it's like, I, that for sure is going to be a thing. Right. I, I read Which, my note about his dad and his old dog again, and suddenly my mind went blank here. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I, I think, I think we, this thing is, is definitely going into some weird places. I don't know if it's going to, con- you know, get like dark and scary, or if it's going to just be one of those, this is weird <laughs> kind of things, but yeah. I, I'm loving it so far. I'm excited to see where it ends up. Right, right. Well, in, in like I said, I'm not going to, with this inaugural series of Beyond the Stream, I'm not going to really be giving too many predictions just because having listened to the podcast version and knowing that story fairly well, I don't know how closely this is following. I know in episode one, there already is some decent deviation on there. Um, which is cool. I mean, cause it, it keeps me from feeling like, Oh, I already know what's going on, you know, but I don't want to give any predictions really just because I don't want to accidentally spoil something here. So, mm-hmm. um, that being said, the one thing about my, my final thoughts on the, the fact that Virgil's there and, you know, has screens up all over and monitoring him. That's one thing I noticed right off the bat in the podcast version, when he hands him like that tracker thing, um, in, in the show, basically the character of Danny, when he gets hired, he's told he's got a recorder on his person that they, I don't know if it's like a voice recorder. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but he is told that under no circumstances is he to turn that recorder off Ooh. and and they monitor that. And there's a time or two in the podcast where he turns it off early on and right away Virgil's calling him like, Hey buddy, what's going on? <laughs> and I, I'm wondering what the significance of that tracker is. Cause they didn't really say anything like that so far. So we'll have to see what happens. Did you have an absolute favorite moment or maybe an eye roll moment from this episode? So my, like that end scene, Mm-hmm. was like what I noted down as like the, my favorite or like best sure. moment um, gotcha. just because like it's, it kind of finally gives the hook that really gets Danny involved. Like, okay, now right. he sees his dad on this old tape. Like what the heck? Right. Um, and then, yeah, it just like that same kind of transition where it zooms out from mm-hmm. Danny and it just zooms like essentially back out through the screen. Oh that, yeah. Um, I didn't even catch that until you said that. That's a, yeah, the same kind of a smooth transition as they're doing between Danny and Melody. Yeah, That's and cool. then yeah. yeah, you can just see uh, God, Virgil. I yeah, yeah. Think of his name, even though you said it a hundred times. <laughs> you see him standing there watching the screens, and it's like yeah, yeah that, like they set it up. The scene where he gets he finally finds cell signal and like makes that call out to Mark. 
Yeah. Um, real quick, you can. There's somebody else in the background. Yeah. And so, like, uh, you could miss it. I think the guy was wearing like a red sweater, so it's oh, like yeah, they wanted yeah. you to see. That was um, a very shining feeling moment of, of like the twins in the hallway. I don't know, yeah. just a creepy shining vibe. Yeah, it's like they wanted everybody watching the show to see it. Yeah. But Danny couldn't know it was there. So right. I don't. Part of me is like, okay. If this guy's trying to hide out and sneak around this property or whatever, like right. to make sure he's doing right, why is he wearing a bright red sweater in the woods? But <laughs> like the, the audience part of it's like, oh yeah, they need you need to make sure that the people see it because it's right. like hinting at he's being watched. He's not yeah. really alone here. So. And, and I don't think that was Virgil. I, I don't. Oh, no, I, I don't think it was Virgil yeah. either. It's, it, it, yeah. To me, it almost looked like a kid, but I, I don't know on that. I could be wrong on that, but. Um, yeah, that that's interesting because again, another deviation from the podcast. There was never any mention of someone watching him creepily from the woods. So we'll well, they were doing a good job going. of it, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had I had kind of two final thoughts. One a uh, one a thing I loved, and I did have a bit of an eye roll moment. Okay. And my my quick eye roll moment. It's a small detail, but it was the speed at which Danny goes from you know, basically no way I'm not working for this creepy guy and creepy company. I can't find anything about, you know, all this stuff. He's, he's so opposed to it and, and doesn't want to do it until he sees a photo of that dog with a red collar that looks like his old dog. Oh yeah. And Oh, this is a sign. And, and all I could think of in that moment, I, I rolled my eyes cause I'm like, Oh, this is a Martha moment from Batman V Superman where, wait, what was your mom's name? Martha? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, suddenly we're teammates. And I, I thought that was a little, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in the story, especially when you see his dad show up. But um, in that moment, I thought, all because of that red collar, you're going to ignore your gut feeling totally? Uh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> guy, you know there's more than one, like, golden retriever with a red collar, right? Yeah, or right. Lab or whatever it was. But, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think um, it is partially justified as, yeah. like, he was, his initial reaction when Virgil said, what he said about his family was yes. like, oh, no, I got to get out of here. You're crazy, man. You, right. Um, but maybe like in the back of his mind, he was thinking, well, maybe this is something I want to do. So that was just that little, right. that little push he needed to finally his get over excuse. The yeah. And for my, my thing, I love the most. And I think it's kind of just a general vibe thing. I've touched on a little bit, but it's the way they're setting the story up such that everything just kind of feels a little off kilter you know something bad is coming. But other than that, what we don't know is, you know, how paranormal is it going to get? Are there actual monsters like, you know, like real monsters, demons or, or something like that, or, you know, something else entirely ghosts or who knows whatever. Mm -hmm. Or is it just that other people are actually the real monsters here? And it's, it's going to be more of a people are horrible creatures kind of a thing. Um, but whatever it is, you know, they're, they're setting it up in this first episode so well, and, and it's a, a great vibe going into it. I, I tend to gravitate. I love a lot of these dark fiction stories and, and horror stories and stuff like that. And so seeing stuff like this, that's not just another, you know, typical slasher film or something like that. I, I love that kind of stuff. And that's, it's pulled me into this already after episode one. So I'm super excited to see what this next episode brings. So. Yeah, especially like when you talk about if the real monster is going to be like another person or actual right. ghost or monster or something. Yeah. The symbol that's on the building that was on the mansion or whatever, too. Yeah, yeah. Like that makes me think like it's going back. Like there's something right back in time like that has been brewing here right. for hundreds of years. That's like either a cult or yeah, some weird 
demon worship. And I thought, right. Because of the weird symbol, and I, I, it could just be a weird thing that my mind is connecting together. Mm-hmm. The old, like, unreleased films or whatever that he was looking at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like, there's the ancient society that's, like, sacrificing a person or something. Oh, the, yeah, like, the circle or something it was called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, is this somehow going to be related? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's just, it just seems like it's that's kind of the vibe that it's going for is, like, right. some weird ancient society. And, right. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see what direction they go with it. The, the only bummer is knowing that they, they have already announced there won't be a season two coming. Although, without spoiling anything for you, while I'm bummed that that's the case, knowing what happens in the podcast runs for three seasons and knowing what happens in the second and third season, it, I mean, I love the story. It's fantastic, but it's a huge departure from the first season. And it gets real weird. And I mean, like in the second season, there's a guy that um, he basically gets brought to a different place and they turn him into like a walking recorder. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. So some really crazy stuff happens, but um, I, I can almost understand why, <laughs> why they, why they're not going to do the second and third season. If they do this season well, though, I know there's a lot of outcry for you know people wanting the rest of this series. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think for now we need to go watch episode two, and then uh, we can sit down and, and talk about that second episode. I, I should look up what the name of it is, but I don't have it right in front of me here. So, any other thoughts before we jump off for tonight? No, I think I am good. The second episode, I still have Netflix open on my browser. It's called Wellspring. Perfect. Wellspring. All right. Well, I appreciate you jumping in here on on this new little adventure we're doing here on the podcast. And let's go watch episode two. And I'll talk to you in hopefully just a few days. Sounds good. I'll see you then. All right. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. Are you watching along with us here on AIC Stories Beyond the Stream? If so, what are your thoughts on this first episode of Archive 81? I'd love to hear from you with all of your thoughts and theories and everything else. So reach out by visiting AICstories.com where you'll find all the links on how you can contact me, be it social media or email. And if you're enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could share this episode wherever you hang out online. We'll be back next week to talk about episode two of Archive 81 on the next issue of Beyond the Stream, so make sure you're all caught up to that point. I do hope you guys know how much I sincerely appreciate you spending time with us here on the AIC Stories podcast. It truly means the world to me. And as always, I want you to keep reading, keep listening, keep watching, but most of all, keep enjoying all of your stories. I'll see you soon.